0: Welcome to the Think Education podcast. Uh, my name's Chris Hill, joined by Judith Lamy. I'm not quite sure why it's so formal today, but uh, there you go. Uh, we'll keep some sort of um, fixed points, given that we're about to talk about embarking again on a journey of, <laughs> I don't know, discovery, artistic creation, literary, whatever. Um, we are today...
1: Fiction. yeah.
0: <laughs> fiction yeah 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 um it's kind of like a it book but we don't actually know who done what because we, we don't know what the end is yes, right yeah um
1: we know we know exactly what Adam Christie was like when she was doing the writing and, um, we we know her secret now she didn't have
0: a clue who did it yeah yeah till the end and her yeah.
1: characters told her
0: yeah yeah um so we're, we're gonna have a chat about the, the book three in our I mean it, it is it I suppose it's the trilogy. I mean, in a sense, it's a slight departure, but it's not a massive departure um, from the the previous two. The first one, of course, we co-wrote with our colleague Tim Gore. Um, The second one uh, we wrote and published in 2023. Is that right? We well, did wrote, started indeed. in we 20. Did indeed, yes. Start, yeah, started and maybe end of. We might
1: have, yes, I think, yes. Yeah, we might have started with some thoughts at the end of 2022. Yeah. And um, then started in earnest in 2023.
0: So we are a little bit of the way, I guess, into the process of, of the third book. Um, we've probably not written much that would be anywhere near. Final, um, we've got a nice like outline, which is um, is is pretty standard. Because I mean, I and mean, we'll talk about this I guess in more detail at other sessions about particularly you know working with publishers and working with um, colleagues uh, who are in many ways gatekeepers and and supporters of ideas and you know and, and how that process works. But we do start with an idea. Um, contrary to what many may think, um, but that that idea is far from fixed, right? And now, I mean, given that th- we're on we're on number three, we're pretty comfortable with this. This, um, I mean, uncertainty is maybe too strong of a word, but the fluidity, right? The the way in which the ideas yes. just sort of evolve. Yeah. Uh, did because I've 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 had colleagues ask me and students in particular who always always very impressed about having written a book or when somebody's written a book and and actually I think I'm at the point in my career where I've actually found <coughs> writing books easier than writing articles um something yes. less stressful uh and they're often they often ask well how how do you get ideas for a whole book and you say well you work with a lot of people and, and you use their ideas yes. to fill, fill in a lot of chapters that are the bits that people really want to read. And then you add other bits. Um, so there's, yeah. there's, the, there's the sourcing of, of, you know, smart people with smart ideas um, that you can learn from and, and, you know, in some cases collaborate with, etc. But how did you find the, how did you fi- navigate that process? Because we tend to start the next one or at least start thinking about the next one while we're in the process of finishing the, I guess what is then current one, right? That that I think that's is yeah. that accurate for number two and now number
1: three? I I think that's exactly it, Chris. Yes, and uh, although that does sound like we had a plan for that to happen, whereas I think we just find that happens now, and all we've realised is that happens. That happens, and we're like, oh, okay, so that's what. So whilst we are in this process and we're bringing together book book three. We will actively, as it's going through, be thinking. Well, we, this won't go with this. Oh, that's what we can do the book for. Yeah. Um, and I think what, we, yeah, So I think what, what ends up happening is that there's um, there's sort of a loose idea that emerges when we're still focused on the one that we're writing. So when we were doing the evolving nature of the universities, you know, there was very much that focus on mm. on identity, on different aspects of identity, on identity, whether you know if you're, if, if, you, if it's a university, if it's activity, if it's a student, if it's a member of staff, if you're a member of staff, if, you, if you're you know uh, a member of the community, so we we then do have that discipline around that and with although occasionally we do play fast and loose with terms mm-hmm. and can crowbar our other things in sport that you might not necessarily uh, think would would go in uh, well. Um, or anything uh, Greek, as far as it has to do with you, yeah. Chris, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I don't tend to go quite that far back, um, but um, and, and that I think is, is has been interesting. So I think what occurred to us, therefore, then, as we were, I think it was the process of the the podcast alongside the writing mm-hmm. that the third this third book started to. To emerge, and I and I think we've, and probably even actually, um maybe I'd even see this one now as the second part of the trilogy. I see more the first book with Tim, in more of a like Hobbit type mm-hmm. sense. Ooh, see what, <laughs> I, did <there>? <laughs> what <laughs> I did there? Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Um, c- because we were we we naturally were using the words evolve, mm. evolution. So we did that with our. But you know, with the evolution of TNE, we did that with the second one, the evolving nature of, of universities. And although we haven't got that um, as any part of our running title at at the moment, I think what it started to highlight for us was that journey aspect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then having that, you know, the, the the sort of the journey around the the concept of what TNE might be or what international higher education is, etc. Put together with the people mm-hmm. and chatting to people, chatting to people like Andrew Disbury, who was talking about you know his journey into deciding that you know he was going to be studying Chinese at, at university, and then he went to China and he never thought he was going to do, to to do that mm-hmm. in his life. You know, then he ended up doing that, and look at look at the journey then that he had to Vivian Stern to to. Um, to all of the the colleagues that we had on on the podcast and the different routes that they've taken into what is a um, as we've said before you know um, a very broad uh, area that we're all in in terms of international he and I and therefore the the the, the germ of this latest book I think started to emerge a, around around that journey side of it so how did how did we actually how do we all decide how did we all get to where we've got to yeah um so what were the decisions we might have made or indeed or didn't make uh what have we learned as part of that process and, and what might some of the key themes be uh, as as we go as we've gone through that journey you know and i think that for me was how it sort of how it started to to develop when we were writing the last one mm. but particularly as well when we were having the podcasts with colleagues as well don't know what was that yeah
0: no i similar I, for you. it was similar yeah um and in in many ways i think so we 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 made the mistake which we've talked about before right we made the mistake of of not recording conversations we had uh in the first book process um mm-hmm. And therefore, we sort of overcorrected that <laughs> in the second one, yes. uh, and and then expanded it, right? So it became not just a, a you and I conversation for the second book, obviously, but um, then it became a while well, we were talking to other people, and and you know those ideas got folded in, and then particularly over I suppose the the course of twenty twenty three, where we were talking to a lot of people who were, as you say, telling their stories or, or talking about their their life in this space. And I think our shift, our our conversation shifted to the more personal, to the more human, to the more, you know, mm. the, the more day-to-day. So we, I think in, in books one and two, you know, I agree with you completely. We were looking at big picture things Like we were looking, I mean, in the first book, we were looking at what's the future for this, you know, where are universities going? And then we sort of took a step backwards and said, well, what is a university and and, and how does a university become a university and how does it interact with and, and I guess now we've gone one step or well not just one but one leap further back and said well what about the people yes and you know what about the people inside that and and that there's some interesting stuff there and as you say you go left instead of right and you know and and um did you well I mean did you plan this did you study for this did you you know or can you just retroactively say, well, actually, no idea, but this worked really well or, you know, et cetera. And, and from that, it's become, yeah, let's, let's have a look at this. Because, I mean, obviously, you and I live this as well. So we, we have a, a personal uh, connection and a personal reflection to this. So we, we, we are able to write, you know, ethnographically. We're able to reflect back yes. on um, <laughs> things that we've maybe not written about. Um I mean some of those crept into the reflections in book two, you know, things that I'd experienced and things that you'd experience and I think having that avenue to now think further or more deeply about, you know, time has passed, distance has passed, what worked, what didn't work, why didn't it work, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And what have we learned from from those experiences and what can people learn from ours and what we can learn from other people's? And and I think that's that's where I think the the journey, as you say, the, the journey of us but also us looking at the journey of other people and of ourselves is sort of a come together um mm. i don't know what the next one ends up being i don't know how much further back you can you can go <laughs> than uh the individual um uh without becoming way too deconstructive in in thinking about you it's, know uh yes, different I elements i feel we're
1: going back to the evolution word again yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, look at that will be
0: and we're back at the beginning
1: yes in, yeah, in the next
0: book yeah yeah um, yeah, so from that perspective, I think it's. um I agree. I, I think we we have the opportunity over the course of a year, um and because in essence the books have been kind of over a year period each, right? So it's kind of a nice marker. We're working on something, and that something is kind of structured, but it's not as you say it's not end pointed. And so naturally, things are going to come up when you think, well, actually, we have now kind of committed to the publisher that this is what we're going. You know, they, they've signed off on this. So we've got a little bit of leeway, but we still have to stick to this pretty much. You know. Yes, yeah. Um, but oh, quick, put in another folder, put down that idea, put down that one and, and let's, yeah, that's, that's the next thing, yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, so we tend to say, we know we said we were going to give you 11 chapters. And yes, we are aware that there are 14 and an introduction. <laughs> yeah. But you can see that these others do actually fit in with the theme. Yeah. And but we were just so desperate to talk about them that that they're in there and um and our publishers are very tolerant yeah they will um they don't seem to mind that uh yeah I, I, and I suppose therefore, you know what we were thinking about uh was that and it's the, it's the old adage, isn't it that the journey is equally as important as the arrival yeah of the destin the destination, if not more so. And and I guess as well, also what we're saying, and we're doing it ourselves then as well, and probably we're more actively doing it now than we, we would have been previously, is critically reflecting on that as we go through. Yeah. So we're doing it in in looking back. So we will, as, as you've said, Chris, you know, we're, we're part of this journey. We've, this is why we're talking about it too. So just as we did at the beginning of the previous book when we were looking at what shapes and influences, identity, you know, the initial chapter there, where we were setting the scene, yeah. you know, we were talking about our own experiences, our own, you know, thoughts and views when it comes to identity, how how we had those first engagements, you know, with, um, with how things were, were, were shaped and, and we were able to look back on that. And we'll do a similar thing with this one, you know, because we've got different perspectives. But I think what what then becomes clearer in when you look at things critically, is that certain key themes start to emerge, yeah. even though the detail might be different. So, you know, my journey's been very different to your journey in many ways, but there are some key themes and some things that have arisen that, you know, are the same... For, 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 the, for the two of us. We then extrapolate that out into the rest of the entire universe. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> uh, but we do ask a few other people and they go, oh yes, that was similar for us as well. Yeah. So I suppose as well what we like to try and do is to therefore give others and people as they're reading this and connecting them with the, the different stages of the journey an opportunity themselves and to sit back and think themselves about well, what what look look back to how yeah. you might have got to where you've got to, and take a, a bit of time in your busy lives to sit down and reflect and think about things now. Probably with, and I really am going to sound old now, but you know, with technology being there so quickly for us, mm. the time you know when you had to, if you wanted to find out some, something, certainly when I started at university, if you wanted to find out something, you wanted to write an essay, you went and sat in the library. Sure. Yeah, me too. And you spend a lot of time in the libraries and usually your mates would come round and say, You've been in the library for eleven hours and these were the days when they were not twenty four seven. The library's going to shut. The librarian wants you to get out. Yeah. So we're going to take you so you can have something to eat, you know. But that's what you did. In order to, to be finding things out, you were reading the book you had to there wasn't there wasn't the internet. There wasn't Google, there wasn't Wikipedia, you couldn't do a quick search. You know, um, and there are so many better things that you can do now and ways in which you can do it um, mm. and accelerate progress, um, but there are some things that I think you, you you do you do almost now need to actively make yourself do it, and that is reflect and yeah. take time and and don 't judge yourself if you can 't think of an answer to something immediately, you know so if you are writing. A, an essay for the first time, or a book for the first time, or an article for the first time. Everybody has a blank sheet of paper at some point, mm. and if you really can't think of anything, go walk.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, do you know? Get a good weatherproof coat if you're anywhere near Wales and a beanie. And don't bother with an umbrella. You'll save a lot of money on on umbrellas um, if you live in Wales because you won't need one because it's too windy uh, and rainy. Um, but, you know, get out there, have a think and have a relax because then some ideas will come. And then get those ideas down on paper. Yeah. And then if you're lucky like me, you might have somebody like Chris to, to work with and, you know, you get some ideas down and you flick them across and go, I don't know, but this is as far as I can take this. And then you take them to that next stage and flick them back and vice versa. Um but you know get something down on paper then so it's not quite so intimidating but the the real point being though the 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 journey is is the mo is a really important fundamental part of it and learn from it what do you learn from it and as you said at the beginning chris as well and when we've said this when we talked about um last year when we talked about conferences and how they've changed you know slightly and and how we're being, I think, more open in terms of things that have worked, the things that haven't as well, Mm. and sharing those. Because let's face it, when you really, it's wonderful to have successes, and we all want successes, so we don't want doom and failure Mm. all the time, because there's only so much great learning you can take in a year. It all derives from failure. However, those moments when we have had things that haven't worked well or haven't worked out, if you do, then take the time to sit down and think, right, so either why didn't this work out? Because if it should have worked out, why didn't it? And what could I do differently the next time? Yeah. Or if it didn't work out, but actually that's a good thing, because sometimes, let's say with some t partnerships, it's good that you don't sign on the dotted line,
0: because
1: hmm. you found out that actually signing takes you five seconds. Yeah. Getting out of that signature will take you a lot longer. Um, and and so so sometimes failure is is something that actually is important. But how you learn from that process, and I think that's something, isn't it, that we also want to be encouraging as we're looking at various things throughout this book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that's a hugely valuable part of uh, of everything that we we do. I mean, we've we've been very fortunate. I think. And we've, we've been open about this in conversations that, you know, our working relationship works, uh, you know, and, and that's not always a given, you know, you know, but there are there are obviously different models of that. I mean, I, I, I also um, work with sort of colleagues in in a few Asian countries from my previous life when I was in Southeast Asia, and we produce maybe one or two, two or three articles a year but it's very transactional. It's almost, but there's never any Zoom meetings. It's, it's all done by email. It's done by this and that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it's effective in, in that particular manner, right? And, and so I think if people find what works for them and find, you know, you don't have to emulate something. If something works and, and it's, it's mm-hmm. ticking the box that you needed to tick, I mean, this is, this is a weird relationship in the sense that it is, we talked about this in a previous podcast, this is the kind of relationship we would have Scheduling permitting, over coffee at conferences, which we did pre, you know, went pre, pre, whenever that was, um, or if we worked in the same university or, or department, we've just sort of made it more formal, and it's led to be, to writing because we we've been able to use yes. the. I don't. I've got an idea, but I don't even really know what the idea is. Can I just tell you what I think, and then you say, "Okay, well." That bit doesn't make sense, or have you thought about that? Or well, how about that idea? Or have you read that? Have you thought about that? And I think, oh no, nope, I hadn't. No, nope, no to all of those things. Let me go and try that, and come back and bounce off. And then, oh look, a week later we have got a chapter. How did how did that happen? Yeah, um, who wrote that bit. Who wrote that bit. Uh, and and yeah, it's been. So I don't know that I would characterize. I mean, I, I, I understand the point you're making, which is a lot of the people we're going to be talking to is about the formalized, the way sort of partnerships have worked in T&E, and, and a lot of that has worked and not, hasn't worked. Our relationship, I don't think, is, can be characterized as, as having been built on things having gone wrong or failure, but it's certainly been built yeah. on a lot of conversations of uncertainty, of, of, you know, having that ability to say, I don't know. I, I, I don't, yes. I'm thinking this, I don't know. Does it make any sense? And and you and the other person being able to say, mm, yes, no, maybe, don't know, the same way, and, and then, you know, you, I mean, you you brought this point up in in podcast last year when you were on panels when people were disagreeing with each other, like yeah, great, <laughs> that's that's fine, yeah. that's that's pushes stuff forward, um, in a different way. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I was just thinking, you know, the way you you're talking about the, um, the books and the productivity, in in a way. We also have this. This, I mean, it, to say historical record seems way too fancy, but we we have this, you know, evidence base now of of what we've been thinking about for yes. for two to three years. I mean, it it kind of began, I guess, in twenty twenty, right? the The initial conversations began um, sort of over COVID, and then then the first one came out in, in whenever it was, end of twenty one, and then twenty two, and et cetera. So, um, we've got this sort of record of. We could go back and look at stuff we wrote in the first book. And we're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, agree with that anymore. Even though there's very little to agree yes. with, because it was mostly questions at the time. Like, no, that's not, that's not a relevant question anymore. We've moved, we've moved on to other questions uh, at this point. So that's, that's, I think, interesting um, when you conceive of it as, as a, a long project with. You know each book almost is a chapter each book is a is a snapshot of of what we are thinking at this time or what the world's doing as best as we can understand it and yeah, as you say, we don't know what tomorrow's going to be because we we don't know what conversations we'll have had by then or what will have happened or what we'll have read or what we'll have seen, et cetera so yeah, that's kind of interesting
1: yeah you, you're right I think we're either creating a whole new research methodology <laughs> which will justify mm. all of the writing that we've done. Or, as you, you, you said previously, we're, we're sort of accidental longitudinal yeah. study writers. Yeah. Um, just because we keep on writing and then we go back and reflect on what we've written and what other people have written previously around the topic. You actually mentioning that, though, I remember um, during 2020, and this, this then became part of one of the chapters in the first book, that, in the book that we did with, the pre-book that we did with, with Tim um around mergers mm. and i re- remember writing that and and talking and that was that was a you know and sending things out to colleagues saying you know if you've got any experiences of this because you know at, at that time we've just gone into to lockdown none of us knew what what was going to happen you know globally with anything um and so we were thinking our our then, and very crazy our institutions, our universities, going to be able to survive, you mm-hmm. know, if there are no students, because we didn't know at that stage the whole massive pivot online hadn't it started, but we didn't really know if it was going to to work out, and yeah. and um, um, you know, I remember writing about that, and 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 now, and and of course, that has happened. I mean, that has happened throughout history. Anyway, there have always sure. been examples of mergers; they've just been called different things. Yeah mostly takeovers yeah yeah depending yeah. on who you are yeah. in the process usually if you're the larger and it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily scale and size it could be could be influence it could be finance or whatever but you know if if you're the larger one often the world you look on it as a takeover if you're the other one in the process you'll often look on it as a merger so you feel as though you've got actually a little bit you know, more um, as being part ah. of the process but you know I think we were we were thinking at the time, will that happen just because for survival, you know yeah. you can't have two institutions doing a similar thing somewhere? It hasn't probably happened to the extent that it might have just because you know things did people did plan things well and and people did manage to yeah. to survive, and institutions did, but it probably happened a bit more, and certainly there are now more and for different reasons now. And again, I'm sure this is something we'll, we'll talk about through the course of year, certainly when it comes to the UK. You know, the UK um, higher education is once again going through very challenging mm. times. You know, the undergraduate fees stay the same forever. Um, one understands that for the from the student's perspective. You know, it's a huge amount to be able to yep. afford. But, but even if you just think of it yourself very simplistically, you know, if something that you buy now has cost the same as it costs 10 or 15 or men more years ago, then you know that in order to pr- produce what you're buying, <laughs> you know, it it's going people are going to be losing money. Mm. You know, so it would be great if a bag of chips, chips cost 10p. <laughs> like what they did when I was a kid. You could go in with your next door to my auntie's shop, buy a bag of chips. Um, but it doesn't. I'm still staggered when um, we popped into a really nice little coffee shop near where we live the other day and had two creme brulee coffees. Mine was, mine was a decaffeinated, which got a bit of a glare, because we just, people who like coffee just think you shouldn't be able to, to mm. do that. But anyway, um, £4.80. For one yeah and, and, and there's still a bit of me thinking oh that's a lot it was a very nice very large mm. of a coffee i'm not saying that it wasn't but you know you you, you could and it's a nice coffee shop so we, we probably won't be going in there a lot but um but things anyway things cost more yeah because it takes more to produce them or oh, they might be a bit more exotic you're getting a little bit more for your money so in the old day, a bag of chips was just that. Was, and then the fried the chip, put it in a bag, off you went. You know, now you probably get a bit more paraphernalia mm-hmm. um, around it all for your £3.50 or more, no doubt. Um, so higher education basically costs the same, but, you
0: know. Sorry, I thought you were going to gonna end that sentence has, with, you know, I thought you were going to end that sentence with, higher education is basically a bag of chips. <laughs> I was like, where is she going with this? Be, where is that she going? That's got to be. Yeah.
1: I can, that, that's, that's going to be the title of a chapter <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Our, our education is a bag of chips, and this is why.
0: And this is why. Um, yeah.
1: But, but, you know, so the serious point being that it, it is a challenge in the UK because basically the, the import, financial import, has stayed the same. Um, the cost, the, the cost, however, have of, of, of increased dramatically, and also, you know, the the, the product is more sophisticated. Uh, there are, there are, there's a the, the absolute joy and privilege of, of having international staff, international students. You know, the enriching of the campuses that that we have. And, you know, real melting pot of people from different countries, and different cultures, and different experiences. But, um, but there are challenges there as well. And there's challenges of over reliance in certain markets. There's the challenge of people not wanting to, to um, come to a university to to be surrounded by people from certain cultures. You know, it's there's all of those kind of challenges as well. So there are a lot of challenges coming up as well. Yeah. But as we say when we, we look, and I'm sure that a number of these will be wrapped into what we talk about as we go through as we bring the the book together but one thing is for sure or maybe two things are for sure and um, then i'm going to pass over to you one is that at a certain point terry pratchett will be mentioned yep because what well, you're talking about journeys so what can't you do with you know turtles and elephants and worlds balancing i mean there's yep. there's that's got to be in there um and this time for sure Tolkien.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: there will be you know for those of you that haven't read the hobbit well why haven't you for a start go away and read it now <laughs> get a book read it um and for for those of you a bit like me who probably tried about 25 times to read lord of the rings and finally managed it and there's quite a few bits in it that oh i'm not sure that i agree with that sure um however cracking story um so that there might be there might be as we are talking about journeys and we're talking about weird and wonderful worlds, uh, there might be a little bit, a little bit of talking in there. And I am, I am reminded of, of one of the Fellowship of the Ring quotes of, of, you know, which I'm sure was, um, most quotes, are, uh, I either originally came from Shakespeare or Shakespeare talking from somebody,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, usually Plato or something, you know, it's the, the quotes are r- rarely, uh, come from actually the, yeah. the individual that's written them. However you know not all those who wander are lost uh, is, is in the Fellowship of the Ring wherever it originally came from and, and I think Chris you and I take that absolutely to heart so for those people that think that we are wandering around in our podcast not, not sure where we go we're not lost we know exactly where we are we are right here we don't exactly know where we're going, although we do have an idea for a destination, a bit mm. like they did. Yeah. They had a, you know, had a clear idea about what they wanted to do in the Lord of the Rings. Now, luckily, we don't have a ring that we need to pop into. <laughs> yes. You know, Mordor, Mordor So yeah. could that mean that would be slightly more perilous? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but, you know, we've got an end goal.
0: We do. Uh, and that's, I think, the... That's the fun of the of the writing process, right? We all produce a third book and have begun the fourth um, at the same at the same time there's a uh, because a lot of a lot of what I will reflect on in this book is my time in Malaysia uh, and a very good friend of mine during my time in Malaysia um, he was a a big uh, DH Lawrence fan and scholar um, and he sort introduced me to Lawrence because I hadn't even, you know, Dio spent as much time as I did in Nottingham, I, I wasn't particularly, you know, familiar with with Lawrence's writing. And there's a there's a sort of a uh, dedication at the beginning of one where it says, "comes over one an absolute desire to move," um, as in you just get restless and you just want to go somewhere else. And I think that's yeah. that's probably what we do with our writing. It's we we have a, an interest in thinking about things and. Trying to experience what's going on and trying to understand it, and and yeah, it just takes us on on this this journey. And and bizarrely, the the book is the byproduct. I think in me- in many ways, like yes. it should be. Oh, wait, we're writing a book. We're serious about writing a book. We've got this plan. Chapter. It's like no, no. We have these conversations. We reflect on these things. We learn these things. And oh, somebody put this book here. Oh, right. <laughs> that's yes. that's that's pretty cool. um Let's do that again next year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's. I think that's really, really fun. I think it's just really fun part of the process. Um, and yeah, looking forward to to this next stage of the um, of the process, working with you on it, and working with people that we we get to work with, and learning from them, and and trying to capture some of their their reflections and um, open or anonymous. We are we are happy for for either. Right. It's. Uh, um, we, we...
1: Absolutely, because there will be some things that um, certainly when you've had experiences either teaching or working in different countries and different cultures or indeed just down the road that you would really like to share but you might not necessarily want your name associated yeah. with it, then we feel, feel free to share that reflection with us and we will incorporate it, yeah. you know, as long as it's... A,
0: yeah, yeah, course, of course, yeah, yeah. Course. but but, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, um, of okay. <laughs> that shabby stuff, um, but, um, but, yeah, some, sometimes it is important to share some things with, with people, but for, for whatever reason, you know, you might not be yeah. able to actually put your name to it, that's fine too, you know, anonymous anecdotes always welcome.
0: Yeah, okay, so then here's to the beginning of 2024, we're only in the first couple of weeks, and here's to book... Two, three, three, two book. Next book, current book, whatever, whatever it ends up being called. Uh, the part, part two A or two, whatever, it, whatever it was you said. So That's yeah, either it. way, um, uh, yeah, should be fun.